Good afternoon and welcome to the Expansion of Consciousness. I'm your host, Jason Medlock. We have a fabulous guest tonight, uh, Alara. She is a beautiful spirit, beautiful soul um, that, you know, works within the, the, the sexuality side, the love side of our being, of our essence. And it's so wonderful to have a change of pace so that we can cover a number of different uh, people who use the modality in different ways to help other people. So this is going to be very, very exciting. Uh, Alara is a female leader um, and she works with females uh, who are trying to expand themselves, a visionary and creative who are highly successful, but feel unfeeling, unfilled and lonely uh, in love, in life and relationships. Um, Alara helps people, women in particular, reawaken their sexual power as women so that they can magnetize deep, intimate connection, pleasure, and wealth without sacrifice. Um, just being intuitively gifted, um, being a mentor for women, a teacher, and a healer who coaches provocatively and soulfully. Alara has over 15 years of experience helping others reignite and transform their own lives. Most importantly, she has walked the walk. Without any further ado, let's bring on Alara. Hey there, how are you today? Hey, Jason, I'm so happy to be here. I have to say, I really love your introduction. It makes me want to go out and like conquer the world. <laughs> <laughs> Alara, you know, everyone says that. And sometimes when I'm doing the intro and I have you guys sit in the back office, I, I see some of the guests doing like this, like, yeah, <laughs> All right, I love that. So that is, that that's wonderful. But I'm happy to have you on. I, I'm a fan of your show and I watch and, and, um, and I'm like, man, I, I need to try to make sure I can get me some uh, coaching or, or get some, you know, things that can help me change my life. And I know that you work with women, but, you know, hopefully one day you include men in your uh, you know, in the people that you work with as well. Yeah, absolutely. You never know. I, I've learned to never say never. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, I know that, you know, you, you talk about, uh, playfulness and being open to your creative potential, you know, feeling fulfilled, uh, you know, a number of things, uh, that, uh, you, you know, you talk about, uh, that you're able to help people with, you know, manifesting their sexual energy, you know, things like that. Can you tell me, and I know that you may have started off uh, understanding the gifts and understanding how to grow the gifts that you had, that you have currently, that we all have, but talk to me about the journey on how you establish the know that I, I can do certain things. All the way up until now. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know about you, Jason, but I was able to do a lot as a child. Yes. I actually, when I was a child, without understanding what I was doing, I did a lot of lucid dreaming. I have this really fun thing that I used to do when I was a child where I would, I really loved candy and I would lucid dream and I would be like, all right, I'm going to put my candy bar in my dream next to my bed and I'm going to wake up and it's going to be there. And I was like certain that I could do it and I didn't ever accomplish it, unfortunately, <laughs> but I had this deep knowing. I also had deep knowing that I could heal and that I could speak to animals. And I had a lot of beings around me 
that I could speak to, that I saw and that I could speak to. Um, but that was when I was quite little. And then somewhere along the way, I lost contact with those sides of myself, um, you know, and I lost contact with my own personal power and my my pleasure and my joy. I, I lost contact with so much of myself. And, you know, there was a point where I actually became chronically ill uh, because of how much I had really come out of alignment with my own self. And so I really started at that point on my spiritual journey and, you know, through, through the path of awakening. And early on in my spiritual journey, I had a really profound experience. At the time I was working on horses, uh, doing e uh, physical therapy to horses. Yes. And um, I got in my car and I was going to go drive to see the horses. And I heard my higher self tell me to Om three times. Now, mm -hmm. at the time, I, that wasn't like a practice of mine. I did meditate, but it, I wasn't oming all the time. But I listened, and so I like took a nice deep breath. Oh, you know, all the way to the end three times, and at the end of that third om, an energy shot through my body, out my crown, and I went into a full body orgasm. I mean, my wow. whole body was shaking with orgasm to the point that I obviously had to <laughs> pull the car over. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even really like handle myself. And I, and I was in orgasm for a couple of minutes. Now, mind you, at this time of my life, I was largely unorgasmic in my sexual uh, expression and in my sexual relations. So this was a really big deal. I had never experienced such a massive orgasm. I'd never experienced my whole body being lit in orgasm. And I had no idea what had happened to me. Um, for the rest of the day, I was in this like ecstatic bliss that I was like, oh my God, I was so lit. I was so blissed out. And then interestingly enough, for the next six months of my life, I was all over the place. My emotions, what had happened to me was a kundalini awakening. I didn't know what kundalini was at the time. And what happens when the kundalini goes and through I've read that. That's yes. what I'm interested to hear. I've read that before. <laughs> yes, I was one of them. Yes. <laughs> When the kundalini goes to your body, it releases. It's like it's like fire moving through yes. your body. It releases a lot of stored trauma, Absolutely. a lot of stored emotions. And for six months, I was like, one minute I'd be happy, the next minute I'd be rageful, the next minute I'd be on the floor crying and weeping. I mean, I was I was an emotional mess, and I had considered myself to be a very emotionally stable person, which AKA was just me shoving down <laughs> my emotions. At the time, emotional stability meant not feeling my emotions. And so through this process, all this was happening. I kept, I honestly felt like, am I going insane? And I kept kind of checking in and the message that I got from my higher self, luckily I was very connected at the time. was like, no, just keep letting the emotions move through you. And you know, you'll, you're not, you're not going insane. <laughs> and so after about six months, it started to settle down. It started to come back into a state of harmony. And as the universe so beautifully works, a book dropped into my lap called The Kundalini Awakening. And it had a, a chapter in there yeah. about the spontaneous Kundalini Awakening. And that's how I learned 
what I had gone through. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now for the audience who may have said, did she just say orgasm? Mm. But for the audience, explain to them. And I know you, 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 you've taught, you brushed on it, but the Kundalini and what exactly it is, because when you said that, I instantly said, that sounds like Kundalini fire. And lo and behold, you talked about the Kundalini awakening in that book. I have that book. And can you go in a little in, in more in depth on what that actually is and what it feels like? Yes. So Kundalini Shakti is the is an energy that we all carry. It's a deeply yes. healing energy. It's signified with the two serpents that cross through our bodies in, in our Western society, in our culture, by the medical system. You know, it has the cross with the two serpents. That's mm -hmm. actually the symbolism of Kundalini because it's the original symbol of self-healing. Uh, you know, unfortunately, there's a disconnect there in the Western society, but that's that's actually the symbol. And so Kundalini is the what it actually is, is it's it's the primordial feminine energy mm -hmm. and it's it's creative life force energy. It's pure creative life force. And so it sits right in our body. If you think about the, the very base of your body, where your perineum is and where your root chakra is, it sits right above that. And the, the movement of the Shakti is through your body. It, it kind of spirals and moves in and out. And then ultimately through its process, it ultimately comes out the crown. And in the tantric teachings, this is, this is Tantra. That's where the feminine meets the masculine and there is divine union. Mm. And I know that you talk about sexual energy and using it to manifest and create a potential. So my next question is, how does playfulness uh, and, I, and, and I've read some uh, great uh, things you've written, but how does playfulness open our creative potential? How does mm. that work in play? I love this conversation about playfulness because playfulness actually opens up three of our primary creator centers, which mm -hmm. is our sacral chakra and our in our uh, pelvis our heart and our third eye. And so what, what playfulness does is first one sacral chakra. It brings us into the moment, right? When you're being playful, you're totally immersed in the moment and you're in that childlike energy of wonder and curiosity. Okay. That's the first thing. The second thing is it really ignites our joy which also here in the heart is deeply connected to our purpose and why we're really here in this life. Right. And then thirdly, it connects our imagination. If you remember as a child, you were highly imaginative. And one of the ways that we create our reality is through imagination. We imagine and we see, we're always creating images in our mind and we're projecting those images into our physical reality. And so through the, uh, the act of playfulness, we're engaging that imagination, but we're engaging that imagination with the energy of joy and presence and curiosity and wonder. So it's just a really uh, magnificent energy to play in and to activate your, your manifestations, your vibration, it raises your frequency and just to really like shift yourself into higher consciousness. And I'm, I'm sure you use this um, uh, on a lot of your clients and uh, teach, teach them how uh, to use it effectively. And it helps them move in different directions in their life, uh, maybe feeling fulfilled. And one of the other things I wanted to 
talk to you about. So what is the key to that? You know, that feeling that you get of being fulfilled in life, you know, is there, is there one thing that you can point to um, that would help someone understand what that feels like and what, and what the key to feeling fulfilled is? Yeah. So to me, the key to feeling fulfilled and to experience regular, like constant fulfillment in life is a deep connection to ourselves. Mm. So when we think of intimacy, when we think of connection, when we think of relationship, we're always thinking about outside of ourselves. We're thinking about other people. Uh, we might be thinking about the relationship with our business or with our job. We might be thinking about our relationship to money. But it, really, all of those are simply reflections of the relationship to ourself. And through my own personal process and when I'm working with women, what always happens is we're taken back to really early childhood from like three to six years of age where, you know, that's a really powerful time. If you think about that's kind of where we're moving from little kid and kind of like baby and we're starting to wake up and we're starting to have emotion, right? Like we call it the terrible twos, which is an extraordinary expression of our society, right? So in these very early years, we're starting to have expression of our emotion and of our creative being, and we're often shut down. We're you know, often, uh, oh, I'm sorry, go, go, go. I'm sorry. Well, we're often just shamed or guilted or denied that power of our authenticity. Mm. You know, uh, zero to six, zero to seven, uh, the subconscious mind guides us. It it absorbs everything around us and formulates, um, you know, the way we view the world, the way we view ourselves. And at around seven years old, eight years old, the conscious mind takes over. So I can see how the creative energy uh, would be so strong between that zero to six years old. Um, that's very, very interesting. But another point, Alara, would to me, I would think that um, those years would be very would be a very vulnerable time for a child, even from seven to twelve. Uh, vulnerability uh, would would come into play on how they uh, absorb what's around them in the way that they'll live their life, whether they'll be successful, whether they'll, uh, the, that person will be uh, a, a depression type situation or, um, um, you know, anxiety type situation. Um, we're, we're just shaped with, you know, different things that happen around us, um, you know, while we're growing. And, but the key is vulnerability. And I guess what is, my question would be, what is vulnerability to you? How would you describe that and put it in, put it in perspective? Yeah, I have a very unique uh, description and definition of vulnerability. And so to me, vulnerability is our ability to be open and accepting of ourself. Again, we think of vulnerability as other people, but everything yeah. starts here with the self. And the beauty of it is, is when you understand this and you learn how to accept yourself, vulnerability with others just happens. It's very, very easy. It's not a big deal. It's not scary. It's not awkward. It just is. Because as I mentioned, from those three to six years of age, when I'm working with clients, we're connecting to parts of themselves that they deemed unacceptable, not mm -hmm. okay, too much, too loud, too noisy, whatever it was. And they really learned that who they are 
is not okay. And they've sh we've all shut ourselves down in the energy of shame, guilt, unacceptance. And so that vulnerability is first off the willingness to see ourselves, right? The willingness to see our own wounding, the willingness to see our own pain and trauma and, and accept ourselves, love ourselves within that. And that, as I mentioned, gives us access to be vulnerable to others, but it also creates deep compassion for others and their pain and their trauma and the things that they've gone through. So audience, vulnerability is good. Yeah. It's a good thing. It helps grow you. And it's almost like a lot with men and with, with, with any of us humans, when we don't grow up accessing our emotions, you know, we're taught to men to be tough, don't cry, uh, you know, work through that. But it, what it does, it suppresses our emotions and we, we are late to understand our psychic abilities. Our, our ability to do different things because we can't feel uh, we can't feel emotionally natural. So I am, you know, happy in my later years to proudly say that I've made myself vulnerable. I've made myself uh, open and I've made myself be able to experience emotions. And that's how we grow quickly in our spiritual walk. Absolutely. I love how you bring that forward because when we can't feel, we, we can't, we can't feel right. And emotions are a feeling sensation and the world of energy and the world in itself, like this very moment is ripe with sensation. And this is how we learn to be pleasurable and orgasmic in life is the ability to open up to the pleasure that exists. But if we are shut down, we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to be vulnerable. We're shut down because we fear emotion or we've been told that emotion is not safe. We're not available to feel the sensuality, the pleasure, the orgasm, the bliss that exists within every single moment. You know, it's strange that you that that it's not strange. It's it's funny that you talk about orgasms and in the bliss of sexual. Have you ever astro traveled? Yes. Okay. Have you read Dr. Bob Monroe's books, Far Journeys, uh, uh, Journey Beyond? I don't know if you no. ever heard Dr. Anyway, he talks about he talks about leaving his body, and he talks about one of the times he had him and his wife had a couple that were staying over at the house and he left his body and it appeared and he said that the couple that was staying over with them for the weekend the wife of the friend obviously left her body too so he was able to see her in the spiritual realm and Alara, you know what they did they, they, <laughs> i can they, imagine <laughs> they touched hmm. spirits See, sexual pleasure for humans is, you know, a feeling of bliss, but it's a hundred times magnified, a hundred million times magnified when it's a spirit. And when spirits have these sexual orgasms, they only touch. And I got that in, I got that from reading uh, Bob Monroe's book, and it was absolutely fascinating. And when I hear you talk about this topic, it draws me back to you know, in the spiritual realm, that's, that's, they, they have sex, but it's not the way we perceive it in the physical realm. And it's very interesting that when they do it, it is, 
a glorious moment and it's only a touch. Have you heard anything like that? I haven't to that particular, but the interesting thing and what that really brings to my awareness is, you know, I've through my process, I've spent a lot of time connecting with the mother, the mother being Gaia, our planet, and the mother being the great mother, the, the cosmic mother. And one of the things that the mother told me was, you know, the universe is always having sex with itself, right? It's mm-hmm. always in the mode of creation. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's so obvious, right? When you think of it like that, we have such a stigma against sex in, in humanity. But then the best thing was, is she said, this was, you know, many weeks later, maybe even a month later or so, she was like, and I'm always in orgasm. And she gave me, Jason, I mean, it was probably like a grain of sand on a massive beach worth of her orgasm. And my body couldn't even handle it. And wow. she is always in this state of orgasmic bliss. And that's what she is creating from. And it, uh, it like gives me a bliss hit right now. I get totally orgasmic right now at the at the level of magnitude and greatness of her orgasm so yes i completely agree with you and uh, i experienced it on a very tiny level (laughs) and and for the audience uh mother gaia mother earth consciousness and yes mother earth has a consciousness and my spiritual teacher teacher chloe moore's connected to the consciousness of earth uh quite often And it would talk about how it was disappointed that we were eating the animals and how the animals were were savaging each other. I I I didn't build this planet for that. And I was amazed, Alara, um, as my spiritual teacher, you know, when she went in, you know, we were in a we were in a session. And when she connected to Mother Earth, because what we were doing is she was bringing more energy to me because she was doing a, you know, somewhat of a Reiki session. We call it galactic healing energy. And to hear you talk about uh, 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 Gaia, Mother Gaia, and I'm like, man, there, there are a lot of synergies right here. And uh, it is so special. I want to ask you a question. What do you do to move yourself into that moment? Are you meditating? Are you doing yoga? Are you just uh, are you doing any kind of self-hypnosis? How do you get to that moment uh, where you're able to access some of the wonderful gifts that we all have? Yeah, at this point, it's just I can do it at any given given moment. I, I don't need to do anything. I can access it and I can even access orgasm on, you know, quote unquote command. Um, and what I want to say to that just for listeners is it's a lot about permission. We have to give ourselves permission to access these energies within ourselves, give ourselves permission to even begin the conversation of connection. But yes, I mean, I meditate every single day um, just because I really enjoy that space. I make sure to have a lot of playfulness in my life and I really live my life what I would, what I call per the feminine way. I live my life in a very fluid and graceful manner that is guided 100% by my intuition. I don't do anything because I feel like I should or have to, or because it's logical or it makes sense. I let my intuition guide me. And that keeps me very connected in the moment and rooted in an alignment. And so everything else is very, very simple and easy for me. The playfulness uh, that we all have is is it resonates. Now, I was I remember reading the twelve arc uh, the twelve archangels uh, by Elizabeth Womack, and all they all she alluded to, you know, here and there throughout the book was the p- 
playful child within the heart space, the child within the heart and how it wants to come out and it wants to be playful. And it's just so strikingly similar to some of the things that you're able to do and the way that you use that particular technique with your clients. But this sexual thing is it's more than just the word. I mean, the Kundalini fire is real. It's, that's that's no joke. That's that's that is real and it happens. I guess I'm interested to know, Alara, what is what is sexual magic and how can we access it? Or how do we access it? Yeah. So the beautiful thing about understanding, you know, Shakti, um, Kundalini Shakti is is, you know, but usually that's kind of just like a terminology, right? That a lot of people can't really connect to. Okay, like that makes sense. That's what Kundalini Shakti is, but I don't know how to connect to that in my own body. How do I do that? What do I need to do? And so one of the avenues that I do I use to help my clients really to activate and access their Kundalini Shakti is through their sexual energy because all sexual energy is Kundalini Shakti. Not all Kundalini Shakti is sexual energy. So we understand sexual energy. We understand how to cultivate that within ourselves to, to whatever degree each person does. So through the process of connecting and Really, I work with women very much in their bodies and connecting to their sexual energy, connecting to their sexual power and learning how to bring that orgasm and that energy up through their bodies. Mm -hmm. And just as I mentioned, our three creative centers, you can then learn to direct that powerful, pure. I want to reiterate Shakti is creative life force energy. It's the pure creative life force energy. You can direct that energy through intention and through imagination at whatever you desire to. And it's a very pure energy. And when you're in orgasm and when you're in a bliss, it's a very, like, like mother Gaia said, it's, it's very, very profound and very, very powerful. So that's really what sexual magic is. It's using your sexual energy combined with intention to direct that creative life force energy into your reality. Okay. So we're going to do a quick uh, reset. Uh, you're listening to the expansion of consciousness. I am Jason Medlock and our guest tonight is Alara Sage, um, uh, guru over a number of different spiritual topics, but mostly helping women, um, understand their sexual energy, understand um, the magic they possess from within. And what we're going to do now, uh, Alara, let's look at this right here. Now, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That's you. I'm coming to my screen. So talk about your workshops. Talk about the events you have coming up. Um, how can people get in contact with you? Uh, give it. Give it to us all. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So the primarily way right now I'm working with people is one-on-one -on -one because I really like the deep intimacy. I'm also doing some groups, but um, those aren't really activated right now. So my one-on-one, -on -one, the Rock Your Sexy Intensive, it it is where I really take women through this journey of activating themselves, activating the eight gates of their womb, deepening into their body, understanding who they are uniquely 
brilliantly connecting to their sexual power, connecting to their sexual magic. It's, it's absolutely transformative and it transforms every single area of their life. But most importantly, it really connects to them to that fulfillment we spoke of. So they really have that fulfillment. They have that deep connection, intimacy with themselves, which then cultivates that within everybody else and everything else in their life. And, you know, I also do a lot of full moon events because I'm also a, a sound healer. I use my voice um, to, to heal. And I just really do them because I love them. So people can always check out the events to see if I have anything going on right now. And I always have some workshops that are available that are always, always there, always available for people to kind of taste test what I do and who I am, but they are all very, very powerful. The, the container that I create is massively transformational. Well, let's let's hear what Alara has to say. We've heard what the Alara, the live Alara has to say. Let's hear what the 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 uh, Alara here has to say. In this workshop, we're going to go over presence, which I like to call spiritual kung fu, the be here now. We're also going to go over and help you to be able to recognize tension in the bodies, the physical body, the emotional body, and the mental body. Nobody speaks about this, and yet it's so important to be able to deeply relax, to empower yourself in the moment and in your life. We're also going to talk about embodiment. What is embodiment and how is it valuable to you? We speak about higher self, higher mind, higher consciousness. If you want to live your highest potentiality, you've got to understand and experience embodiment. Then we're going to learn to let go. Learn to let go in the bodies. Learn to use your breath, something you can do anywhere at any time to release tension and step into relaxation. And finally, we're going to do a very, very powerful healing transmission that you can use over and over again to enter into much deeper states of relaxation and reprogram your bodies and your vagus nerve to now function at relaxation instead of tension. It's time for you to live your highest life. And this is where it starts. I am breath work. That just made me smile. And I, you you were back there dancing a little bit. But breath work is important, Alara. Yeah, I just got turned on by myself. <laughs> 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 yes, so, breath work is important. Yes, breath work is important. It allows you to you can you can actually move yourself uh, into different dimensions if you do the right type of breath work. Uh, I typically work with Kalapate breath. Uh, you know, the the, the fast uh, movement of breath uh, up your nostril, which you hold and then you breathe. Uh, I'm a TMer, uh, transcendental meditator. Do, do you breathe? And each time you do it, in my experience, it moves my consciousness that much more. Oh, um, um, it makes it more that much more open. Mm. And it's almost like I'm experiencing some type of euphoria. And when I use this, it activates and or stimulates my pineal gland. And I'm able to move into a remote viewing session. I'm able to move into a QHHT session. Uh, I'm a practitioner uh, with the hypnosis, quantum healing. So I'm able to move into these sessions with total control. What does breathwork do for you? Breathwork to me is a real connection between our subtle energy fields, our higher consciousness, and our human form. Mm. 
So, you know, I spent so much time meditating, kind of cruising out of my body. And then I learned to bring it all down into this moment, down into this life. So I teach people to use their breath to really connect to their body and connect to the moment. And like I said in the, the video, like really relax yourself and then activate yourself, ignite yourself, you know, turn yourself on in that orgasm, in that bliss and create your life with that. Laura, what stops some of us from experiencing deep, intimate connection with ourselves and others? And, you know, people have so many hangups and they're dealing with so many issues. What stops us? Yeah, to me, again, it's like that conversation we talked about of those early childhood years mm. and really just where we don't fully accept who we are in our authentic, unique fractal of consciousness. And so when we're able to really look at the shame that we carry about ourselves, the judgment and criticism of where we carry about ourselves, then we're able to really release those and really just open up like a flower, you know, that just blossoms and the innermost intricacies of our beauty is revealed. It sounds like, um, some of the clients I, I work with, they deal with the imposter syndrome. And it, it sort of sounds um, a little bit uh, like that. And obviously, um, my title says performance mindset. And one of the things I try to do is to change or to help people change their habits uh, so that they can move into a different mindset. Um, and I know you're a coach as well. I want you to talk to the audience about, you know, your coaching program. Um, and you know, maybe the step that you take, um, to help these women move into a, a better place, uh, move into a better understanding of themselves. Yeah. So a lot of the women I work with are really ambitious women. You know, they're very successful in life and they have really learned that their value and their worth is based on what they achieve, you know, their success, all of these external factors. And so when I work with women, I'm helping them to, again, reconnect to themselves. It's all about, I call it Tantra with the self, because it's really the unification with the self. And so that they can learn to, to let go of valuing themselves per the external and learn how, as I mentioned, that my life is, it's, it's learning how to follow your intuition and flow, which is a fluid. It's very, very graceful. It's extremely powerful. Don't, don't misunderstand that it is a sitting around or not creating. It's the most creative you can possibly be. It is your most powerful state. But it is a place of arising. It is how divine love creation moves yes. through us rather than concepts of what we need to obtain, get, you know, to in order to be valued. So I help women totally shift from that external to the internal and learn how to really connect to that power. And their lives change in absolute grace. You know, their lives become easy, fluid. The struggle falls away. You know, they don't, they no longer are trying to obtain things outside of themselves, but their creativity explodes. A lot of my clients write books or become very creative, even though they never thought that they were. <laughs> the, when, when the love moves through them, I smiled on that because love is so powerful and it's so essential to everything that we do. And um, I was thinking a minute when you, know, you were talking, 
And I'm like, okay, Alara is really, really moving people to that creative side, to that sexual energy side. And I'm uh, trying to get your mindset and perform and, and be at the optimal level. So how does someone move from a performance mindset, which is something that I'm, you know, I'm really passionate about, but into a pleasure mindset, something that some, comes so easily uh, for you to uh, in, in, impress upon uh, you know, someone. Yeah, it's definitely about permission, yes. about learning, about connecting to ourselves so we know our intuition, we know the guidance. Because I, you know, I have guidance every single action that I'm taking. It's not blind, it's deeply and divinely guided. So it's about connecting to that guidance and then really giving ourselves permission to live this way. You know, we mm. our society does not understand this and how you beautifully connected when we allow that divine love through us that's what creates that feeling and sensation of orgasm that's why i get lit all the time and so it's it's about connecting to ourselves connecting to our intuition and then giving ourselves permission to live a life that is pleasurable live a life that is enjoyable live a life that is blissful that is orgasmic that is ecstatic that is what our capacity here is as humans that is what we are here to do and that is a new era of consciousness that we're moving into absolutely and you speak about giving ourselves permission and i want the audience to understand that uh you you know our spirit guides are here with us every day um, source is with us every day. We have guardian angels that are with us every day, but humans have free will and you must give permission for them to intervene in your life, for them to make a difference in your life so that you can move in a different direction. And it just doesn't happen. You must give permission. And I love that you talk about that. And I know we're pushed up on the wall for time. Um, I like to be around that 40, 40, 43 minute mark for our YouTube algorithm. But is there anything else you can leave the audience with? Um, you know, maybe it's a, a free gift. Maybe it's a, a come to my workshop or maybe it's some tips on how they can, um, you know, experience this playfulness, experience this, this sexual energy that's in all of us. Yes, I actually do have a, a free gift. It's a three-part video series of deepening into self-trust because this is how we enable this life that we're speaking of. This is how we enable our gifts and our ability to communicate and our ability to flow and grow and expand. So it's a three-part series. It's it's It'll really take people into that process of deepening into their, their self-trust so that they can start this journey first and foremost, with themselves, as always. Super. Again, you can reach Alara at Alara Sage, www.alarasage.com, www.alarasage.com. All you beautiful women out there, um, I, I would, I would definitely <laughs> call her. She would definitely be my coach because if you are able to um, impact the inner soul, the inner functions of a woman so that they can be the best that they can be that, that that's provocative. And that's something that I will want. And I know that the, the women who are listening, listening uh, will look at this very closely and want it as well. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so I'm going to move you to the back. Um, Alara and you stay there. Don't go anywhere. Okay. Stay right there. And I'm going to wrap this thing up. What a wonderful, 
wonderful session with Alara Sage. And I told you guys, we're going to bring you a multitude of coaches, of spiritual teachers, of business people who have who have worked to expand their consciousness, who have worked to expand the different modalities that they work in over 15 years of experience helping people and re reigniting and transforming people's lives. Uh, Alara is about all of that. She's gifted. Um, she's a teacher. She's a healer. She's a person that, that you can use to reach whatever level you're trying to reach provocatively and soulfully. I love um, some of the things that she does. I, I, I'm not a woman, but if I was, I definitely, I definitely use her services. But I want to thank you for listening to the expansion of consciousness and being a loyal uh, subscriber. Don't forget, you can watch our show on YouTube. Just type in at expansion of consciousness at expansion of consciousness subscribe so that you can get the automatic show updates and you know when we're coming on we're on monday we're on uh, wednesday and thursday but what a great guest and what another great show and i hope to see you guys soon thank you very much for following us we love you good night <laughs>